pitch to Roy White, a tying out drive for ball one. One ball and no strike. Next pitch to White. Inside for a ball, it's two it out. This was the inside corner. Two balls and no strike. John Hiller against Stan Bonson. White batting right-handed. Here it comes. There's a high pop-up. Outdoor shortstop. Gutierrez is under it near the second base bag. Still waiting, and he makes the count. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on at the end of the half inning. The Yankees jump it, and the Tigers coming up. The New York Yankees are proud to announce that all you fans in the Otsego, Shenango, and Delaware County areas can now make your ticket reservations for Yankee ball games as a service of the Oneonta Yankees. Now, if you're attending a game in Oneonta, you can do it right there at the box office or from the comfort of your own home by either phone or mail. The Oneonta Yankees will be happy to take care of reservations from one to, well, you name it. By mail, just drop your ticket order and check to Nick Lambros, General Manager, Oneonta Yankees, P.O. Box 267, Oneonta, New York. Or call Nick at 432-6326. We'll repeat that number, 432-6326. If the lines are busy, please call Sam Nader, the president of the Oneonta Yankees, at 432-3151. That's 432-3151. And uh, Sam will be more than happy to accommodate you. Two in a row, the slow curve. 
been a pretty good indication so far this year of Boston's effectiveness when he can get that ball over. It makes his fastball even more effective. Two and two the count. The next pitch to Magala. Fastball hit in the air and to short left. Michael, the shortstop, is back easily, and he makes the catch with his one out. Stanley will be the batter. Stanley is hitting 255. He has 44 RBIs, 12 homers, 9 triples, and 21 doubles. Yankee infield is Ellis at first, Clark at second, Michael is short, Danny Cater at third. Roy White at left field, Bobby Mercer in center, Ron Woods out right field, getting the sun right now, he's close. Catching is Munson, the pitcher Bonson, and the ground ball to the left of Michael. He has it near second, he's throw to first, got him, and there are two outs. Two balls hit to Michael here in the bottom of the first inning. One in the air, the other on the ground. Two outs, and it brings up Al K-Line. K-Line batting 278, 70 RBIs, 16 home runs. K-Line playing first base in the ball game today. K-Line did not play last night. Thompson first pitch to him. It's outside for ball one. One ball and no strike. No score in the bottom of the first. No base runner so far in the ball game. Bonson's next pitch. High for a ball and it's 2-0. K-Line reaching the stage of his career where he doesn't often play a night game before a day game. He'll either play the night game and not play the day game or vice versa. 2-0 the count on K-Line. Here it comes and there's a high top fly. Hit down the left field line in foul territory. I don't know whether anybody can reach it in my count. It falls among Michael, Cato, and White. Field, but uh, right among the three of them. Two balls and one strike. And K-Line was hustling it out all the way. He was down to first base and he comes back. Two and one the count on K-Line. Yankees solidly in second place in the American League East. They are six and a half games ahead of the Boston Red Sox. Seven and a half ahead of the Tigers. Two and one the K-line. Bonson's next pitch is high and it's three and one. K-line broke in with the Tigers in 1953. And he's played for no other ball club. No minor league action at all. The three-one pitch to K-line. Swinging a high pop foul out of play. Three and two the count. K-Line, a native of Baltimore, Maryland. But he picked the Tigers to sign with. And he's been with them ever since. From 53 right through this season. Lifetime batting average coming into this year is 302. The 3-1 pick. Swung on and top foul out of play is 3-2. Ball going back into the upper deck. Three balls and two strikes. Keyline signed a major league contract at the time uh, Baltimore was still in the minor league, still in the international league when uh, Keyline finished high school and signed with the Tigers. Three and two, the count on Keyline. Bonson's next pick. Swing and a miss, strike three, and he struck out Keyline. First strikeout for Bonson. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. At the end of one, the Yankees nothing and the Tigers nothing. Hello, fans. This is Frank Howard of the Washington Senators. Stadium for the last time this year on three consecutive nights, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, September 21st, 2nd, and 3rd. 
The stadium is a graveyard for a right-handed hitter like myself, but we'll be taking dead aim on those left field seats. Hope to see all of you in Yankee Stadium Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, September 21st, 2nd, and 3rd. That's right, Big Hondo leading the charge into the stadium as the Senators come in for their final series against the Yankees this year. You know, the Yankees still trail Washington in the season series. The Yankees have won seven, and the Senators have won eight. So the Yankees will be trying to capture that series. And speaking of uh, playing clubs in the season series, going into action today, the Yankees and the Tigers all tied up six games apiece. Yankees uh, won four out of five at Yankee Stadium, but they've won only two out of five so far here at Tiger Stadium. We go to the top half of the second inning, the game without a base runner so far. It'll be Danny Cater, Johnny Ellis, and Bobby Mercer. Before we do, we pause for station identification. This is Shannon in the morning, coming your way Monday through Saturday, 5.30 to 10, here on the Fresh Air Sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. The first pitch to Danny Cater, he swings and fouls it back, strike one. No balls at one strike. Cater is batting 3.02. Six home runs, 72 RBIs. Had an RBI last night in the first inning. Yankees winners last night, 5 to nothing. No balls in one strike. Hill's next pitch is outside, and it's one and one. One and one to Danny Cater. On deck is Johnny Ellis. Next pitch to Cater. High, and it's two balls in one strike. Two and one to Cater. Tiger infield is Kaline, the first baseman. Jones at second, Gutierrez at short. That's Dick Magalas at third. Gates, Brown, and left. Mickey Stanley in center, Jim Norfolk at right. It's a 2-1 pitch, Kidder takes high and it's 3-1. So Danny in a good spot right now, three balls with one strike. He's a magician with that bat. He's up there at home plate, just as if he was waiting for the bus to come. Nice and relaxed, and the ball comes and he just strokes it. Loves to hit the right center. 3-1. Just as casual as you can be up there. The pitch on its way, swung on and fouled. First base side into the upper deck. Three balls and two strikes. Three and two to Danny Cater. Danny now lives in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. A lot of good Yankee fans up in that area. In fact, the fans of Williamsport gave Danny a day at Yankee Stadium earlier this year. The 3-2 pitch. Cater swings and fouls it down the right field line. This one back up into the upper deck. Three balls and two strikes. Pittsburgh failed to score on the top half of the first inning. Just getting around before I told somebody, hey, Pittsburgh's winning 8-7. They said 8-7 already. I said, yeah, here it is. Pittsburgh 8, UCLA 7. That was the first quarter score. The 3-2 pitch is fouled back, and it's still 3-2. But the Pittsburgh Pirates, zero in the top of the first against the Mets. I see Joe Paterno's 10th state club isn't fooling around. They got 28 points in the second quarter against Navy. The 3-2 pitch. Ground ball hit up the middle. Jones to his right hand. Get it at the base head. Danny Cater on at first base with a single. Cater started off this season hitting well, and he hasn't stopped. That'll put him at 3.04. And here's Big John Ellis. 
Ellis batting 245. Ellis has seven home runs and 24 RBIs. Hiller goes to the belt to pitch to Big John. Inside for ball one. One ball and no strike. Beautiful day for baseball here at Tiger Stadium. Gator on at first. Hiller to the belt, delivers to the plate, foul back. One ball and one strike to Johnny Ellis. Ellis started off the season 4 for 44. Since then, he's been having it, averaging over 300, but everything counts. His average is 245. Next pitch, low curve, line drive, hit down the left field line. It is a fair ball, rolling down into the corner. Danny Cater is at the shortstop position. Now it's third, they're going to wave him in as Brown has trouble coming up with the ball. Cater scores, and it's a double for Johnny Ellis with a 1-0 Yankee lead. That ball appeared to hit a dead spot off the fence, and it didn't take the bounce that Gates Brown was looking for out there. And it bounced sort of straight out towards the field, and he was waiting for the angle, Carum, and it just didn't have that angle that he was expecting. So no error involved. It's a double for Johnny Ellis. But the bounce that the ball took enabled Danny Gator to score. So it's 1-0 in favor of the Yankees, and John Ellis continues to hit. Here's Bobby Mercer. Mercer batting 245. 23 home runs. So the Yankees lead at 1-0. First pitch to Bobby. He bunts down the third baseline. This is the beauty. It's a hit if it's fair. It is rolling and goes foul. McAuliffe let it roll. There was no way he was going to get it. Mercer had a little bad luck in that that ball never did get on the grass part. It just stayed on the skin portion and eventually rolled over the foul line. No balls in one strike. That was the honey. But it's a foul ball. No balls in one strike. Now McAuliffe is playing a man, I would say, a step in front of the bag and well off the line. No balls in one strike. Mercer may be tempted to drag one now. With Jones is playing on the second base. Here's the safety. It takes the ball. The throw to second on one bound. Sellers is back. And a nice save by Gutierrez. His price almost threw it away. That guy, Mercer, was squaring around as if to sacrifice. The count is one and one. Now we'll see what happens. The pitch to him. He swings and fouls it right up over our heads. Everybody ducking. One ball and two strikes. Somebody over our heads muffed it because the ball came right back. One and two, the count on Mercer. Yankees leading it one to nothing here in the top half of the second inning. Hiller's next pitch. High and it's two and two. A single by Cater, a double by Ellis, and the Yankees lead it one to nothing. The next pitch. In there for a call strike. And Mercer is called out on strike. So Bobby trots on back to the dugout. One out in the batter, Ron Woods. Woods, the former Tiger, is hitting 229. He got seven home runs. Three triples and five doubles. John Ellis on second base. Woods challenged with the fastball, and he doesn't get a strike one. The Tigers have been giving him nothing but the hard stuff. Owen won the count on Woods. 
little drama developing here at the ballpark, Bob. Uh, two very attractive young ladies sitting down here in uh, box seats, and there are two uh, young men sitting behind them. Obviously, they were not together when the game started, but now... Oh, Frank doesn't miss anything, folks. <laughs> no balls in one strike. The pitch is fouled off. 0-2. Oh I'll tell you, there's a lot of things going on in the ballpark, which you really see when you come out to the park. A lot of people talk about watching games on TV, but when you come out, you can look at what you want. TV, you got to look at what we show you. 0-2 oh is the count. to be the start of a very lovely friendship, you never know. Yeah, I guess so. All and two the count. Next pitch. High and inside. Wood goes down, and it's one ball and two strikes. One and two the count on Ron Wood. Yankees one of the Tigers nothing here in the top half of the second inning. John Hiller comes set at the bell. The pitch to Woods. Outside, it's two and two. Detroit's been a very colorful town of late. In the hotel that we're staying is a Shriners convention. Have you noticed the Shriners, Frank? Uh, yeah, I saw a couple of them. A couple of thousand, I guess. <laughs> two balls and two strikes. Well, they're really having a good time here in Detroit, aren't they? I don't think they sleep. Pitch is strike for Ian Woods called out of a curveball. So Hiller has gotten two Yankees in a row on call for strikes, Mercer and Woods. Gives him a total of three strikeouts. And it brings up Gene Michael. Michael batting 217. Two outs for the Yankees. Johnny Ellis on second, a run in the bank. It's the Yankees won and the Tigers popping here in the second inning. This is in there for call strike. No balls in one strike. Yankees have beaten the Tigers four out of five at Yankee Stadium, but they've lost five out of seven here at Tiger Stadium. And some of those losses, unbelievable. Lost two in the ninth inning on home runs, one by Willie Horton, one by Bill Freehan. The 0-1 pick, swing and a miss. And actually, the Yankees lost when they felt they had a chance to catch Baltimore. One time we came in here and wiped out three in a row. Those were three big losses for the Yankees. June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. It actually started the Yankees on the one slump that they had all year, the one bad slump. The 0-2 kick, swinging a foul ball. Look out. That one went right over the box, I think, that Frank was talking about a moment ago. All in through the count. I hope nobody was hurt. Stands rather close to the field here at Tiger Stadium. Everyone gets a good deal of the volume. to Gene Michael. Hiller delivers. Line drive, base hit out in the left center field. Johnny Ellis around third. He'll score. Gates Brown up on the ball. Throws on into second. And the Yankees lead it two to nothing as Gene Michael gets that two-strike pitch and lines it for a base hit. So it's two to nothing in favor of the Yankees. And it'll bring up Stan Bonson, the Yankee pitcher. Bonson is batting 159. He has 11 hits and 69 at-bats. Tigers having a lot of trouble of late. Yankees quickly with the lead. The pitch to Vonson swinging him at strike one. He tried to check it. No balls in one strike. Tigers are now two games over the 500 mark. Next pitch is low and it's one and one. The Tigers at one point on July the 21st were 14 games over 500, so... They've been going downhill. They are now only two over. The pitch to Bonson in there for called strike just above the knees in the inside corner. 
One ball and two strikes. They must have a new man on the scoreboard because he's been having trouble getting those balls and strikes up today. One and two the count on bonds for the next pitch. Lopez strike three. So three Yankees are called out on strikes for the second inning. But in between the strikeouts, the Yankees got two runs on three hits. No errors and a man left. At the end of an inning and a half, the Yankees two and the Tigers nothing. How would you like to win a season box to Yankee Stadium for the 1971 season? Or one of several other great prizes, such as a year's supply of Schaefer beer, two tickets to a Giants football game, a Panasonic four-speed portable stereo phonograph, or one of 20 other prizes that will be given away in the Yankee a Fan Appreciation Day sweepstakes. Now, you can enter very easily. Just send your name, address, and telephone number if you have a telephone on a postcard to Yankee Fan Appreciation Day sweepstakes. Post Office Box 1970, Bronx, New York, 10451. Entries must be postmarked no later than midnight Tuesday, September 22nd. Complete rules of the sweepstakes are available upon request. The lucky winners will be chosen by a random drawing at the stadium on Fan Appreciation Day, September 26th. No purchase is necessary. You don't have to be present to win. Yes, sir, quite a day coming up. Fan Appreciation Day at the Yankee Stadium. And for those on our network, we'll remind you once again that you certainly are eligible to enter the Yankee Fan Appreciation Day sweepstakes. Send your name, address, and telephone number on a postcard to Fan Appreciation Day sweepstakes. Box 1970, Rock, New York, 104-51. At the end of one inning, Pittsburgh nothing and the New York Mets nothing. Meanwhile, the Chicago Cubs scored two runs in the top half of the first for a two-to-nothing lead over Montreal. Jim Northrup leads it off at the bottom of the second inning for the Tigers. The line, the pitch by Bonson, outside for ball one. Yankees leading it two to nothing. Bonson now comes down off the mound and he picks up a little tuft of grass that was bothering him and throws it behind the mound. One and over the count. Next pitch to Northrup. The great Fox swings and lines the base hit in the right field. Ron Woods up with the ball, throws on in the second, and it's a base hit for Jim Northrup, and he becomes the first Tiger base runner of the afternoon. So Northrup on it first, but it brings up Gates Brown, the left fielder hitting 245. Brown with 22 RBIs, three home runs, and two doubles. Look at the great nickname for Jim Northrup, the Gray Fox. He's only 30 years old, but he is almost completely gray. Well, the Fox got a hold of that one, and he comes up a base hit. Gates Brown, the batter, deep in a crouch, to pitch to him. Curveball, misses inside, ball one. One ball and no strike. Gates Brown looks like a, well, a barrel is the only way you can describe him. And he bends over at the hips. He also crouches at the knees, and he presents a very little target. The next pitch is in there. As Bonson found the range, and it's one and one. One ball and one strike. Next pitch to Brown is low with the fastball, and it's 2-1. Hard to see how a man can hit from that stance, but he does all right. Midyear is hitting 245. Two balls and one strike. Bonson comes set at the belt. Northrop with the lead. The pitch is low, and it's 3-1, so he's presenting a tough target for Stan Bonson. Three balls and one strike. 
Johnson gets the sign and goes to the belt. The pitch in there for a strike. It got the outside corner. Three balls and two strikes. Three and two, the count on Gates Brown. He has walked 18 times, struck out 12 times. Four counts. The runner's going. The pitch swung on ground ball. Hits off to the second clock up. He's going to play the first in time. And safe at second goes Northrop. Clark gave a look see at Northrop and decided that discretion was the better part of valor and made the play to first base. And they stayed out of the double play by going to the hit and run with Gates Brown up there because had Northrop not been going, that would have been a perfect double play ball. One out. Gene Michael was over to cover on the field attempt. Had it been a strike. Had Horace Clark been the covering man, that ball would have been right through for a base hit. One out and Dalton Jones, left-handed batter. Jones takes high and away ball one. Jones is a line drive type hitter, but he's only hitting 224. He has five home runs. He should have six. He hit one out of here with the bases loaded, but passed one of the base runners. He only got a single on it. Would have had a grand slam. A 1-0 pitch. High for a ball, and it's 2-0. That, I guess, was the oddity of the year in baseball up to this point, outside of having uh, women running around the field tipping people. Bases were loaded, and Jones hit one in the upper deck in right field. And then ran by one of his teammates, I think it was Dick Worth. The 2-0 pitch, fouled, and it's 2-1. And, and the strange thing is, Dalton Jones has never hit a grand slam home run. 2-1 the count. Well, it's one of those things that, in a way, he probably got more publicity out of than uh, <laughs> with just an average grand slam. They'll be remembering that for years, dear. Remember the day Dalton hit one and passed the runner. 2-1 the count. Northrop with the lead and the pitch, swing and a miss. Two balls and two strikes. Jones was with the Red Sox last year, was traded to the Tigers to Tom Matchett. And Matchett went to Kansas City for Mike Fiore. Two balls and two strikes. Jones, when he hits, it's normally a line drive. Hit to him. Swing and a long belt foul. Oh, boy, that was goodbye if you straightened it out. Well back into the upper box seat. You have a lower deck and upper deck, and then they have some sky view boxes. And then the top of the roof, and that one was in the sky view. Two balls and two strikes. Stuff like that that always makes people think that Jones should be a good hitter. Next pitch. Foul the left side, and it's two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Yankees two and the Tigers nothing. Tigers with Northrop on second base and one out. Bouncer looks in to get the sign. Ian Jones having a little battle up there. Now Bouncer steps off the rubber, picks up the rosin bag, and now gets back on. Yankees leading it two to nothing. Bouncing to the belt. The pitch, Jones, swings and fouls it back. So the battle continues. Two balls and two strikes. The Yankees and the Tigers will go at it again tomorrow. And it figures to be Mickey Lolas against Steve Klein. One of the Tiger problems this year was against the Western Division. They were only 36 and 36. The 2-2 pitch, swinging a foul back. And that has been the Yankees' strong point the games against the Western Division this year. The Yankees won 46 to lost 25. 
So the Tigers only won one Western series, and that was from Milwaukee, 8-4. to four. They split with California, Chicago, Kansas City, lost to Minnesota, and split with Oakland. Two balls and two strikes on Jones. It's been a rough season for the Tigers. But they have the type of personnel where you never know what's going to happen next year. We talk about the great year the Yankees have had and the bright future, which, of course, they do have. But you never know. And the Red Sox and the Tigers could wake up. The 2-2 pitch. Low curve. Base hit to right field. Ellis gets his glove on it to flex it. And that will mean that Norfolk can score easily. Norfolk comes in standing. And Laura Clark has to retrieve the ball. So Dolan Jones gets a base hit between first and second. I believe Norfolk would have scored anyhow. But at the last minute, diving for the ball. Ellis just picked it with the edge of his glove and floated up so there was no chance to play at home. But a great try by Johnny Ellis. It was. Ellis wanted to keep that ball on the infield, keep that run from scoring. He uh, made his uh, best effort. And as you said, Bob, if the ball got on through the right field, I think the base runner, Northrop, would have scored anyway. So it's a two-to-one ball game. And it brings up Jim Price to catch it. Price is a right-handed batter. He's batting 172. First pitch to him. Curve on the outside corner. Strike one. So it's 2-1. to one, And the Tigers get their first run of the series. It was shut out by Ron Kromkowski last night. No balls and one strike. Jones with the lead. The pitch. In the dirt. Blocked by Munson. And it's one ball and one strike. One and one the count on Price. One and one, the count on Price. And Bonson looks in to get the sign. Comes set at the belt. He delivers, Price fouls the sign. One ball and two strikes. Bonson has one strikeout. He got K-line on a three and two pitch in the first inning. One ball and two strikes, the count on Price. delivers. Line drive, hit for a base hit in the right field. Down the second goes Jones. He's going to try for third. Here comes with the throw relay by Michael Nottingtine. He is safe. The throw was off the line a bit and Michael cut her off and then threw it to Cater. As Jones took a big gamble and he made it. That's the second time in the series. They did it last night that a big right tiger base runner is taking the extra base on Ron Wood. And uh, Ron has a good drawing arm. But last night, he held the ball a little bit too long, and uh, Jim Northrup got the extra base. And now Dalton Jones, who is not exceptionally fast, takes the extra base. So the Tigers have just been drilling that ball in the right field here. They've had three singles. Two to one, the Yankees still lead it, but the tying run is now at third with one out. And Michael Bonson and Munson get in together to decide what they'll do in the eventuality of the ball hit back to the box how to play the infield. Cesar Gutierrez, the shortstop, is about batting 245. And his claim to fame this year was the afternoon in which he went 7-4-7. Seven, seven. That's his number, number seven. Yankees two and the Tigers one. All the scoring here in the second inning. Boston comes set at the bell. Jones on third, Price on first, ready to run the pitch. Swinging a foul back, strike one. Gutierrez ran up on that ball and fouled it back. 0-1 the count. 
Thompson may not be quite as fast as he has been of late. The Tigers have been getting a lot of foul balls. He's had trouble putting that fastball by anybody. And if they're just getting a piece of it, fouling it off, and then finally drilling the ball here in the second inning. No balls in one strike. Pitch is fouled back, and the count is 0-2. No balls in two strikes. Thompson has 106 strikeouts this year. And his third on the Yankees. Dallawire was 119. Peterson was 109. And Thompson, counting the one in this game, 107. No balls in two strikes. Gutierrez aims that bat out at Thompson, facing him. Now he brings it back, and Thompson goes to the belt. The pitch to him, high. One ball and two strikes. Look where Merce is playing Gutierrez. He is really in shallow. Gutierrez fell from the center field. Merce has got a lot of running to do. And it's 440 to straightaway center. A one-two pitch, swinging a little fly ball down the right field line. Wicks can't get it, but it's foul and going back into the seat. One and two the count. Bobby Mercer likes to play a shallow center field as a rule, but this is a bit of an exaggeration even for Bobby. That's the big adjustment Bobby has made over last year when he first went to center. He played just quite deep. He's worked on it and learned how to go back on the ball. Of course, uh, it isn't often the ball will be hit over an outfielder's head. The majority of the base hits in the outfield are in front of the fielder. One ball and two strikes. The pitch, Gutierrez swings and fouls it again down the right field line. I'll say this, one of the pleasant surprises, I believe, for the Yankees this year has been the center field play of Bobby Mercer. And also his arm. Because Bobby, as well as everybody, has been disappointed with his hitting, only hitting 245. But he has really worked at becoming a center fielder, and he's a pretty good one. One ball and two strikes on Gutierrez. In fact, the Yankee outfield play as a rule has been good. One and two the count. Runners off first and third the pitch. Inside, just missed, two and two. No activity in either bullpen. Yankees lead it two to one in the bottom half of the second inning. The Yankees getting two runs in the top half of this inning. A single by Cater, a double by Ellis Corden, and a single by Michael Scordellis. Tigers have had three singles. They have first and third and one out. Two and two on Gutierrez. Sponsor to the belt, he delivers. A hot shot for a base hit in the center field. In the score is Jones. And the runner's face going for third. He is versus through, and he is out at third. Cater took the throw behind the bag, then reached up in front of the bag. Price didn't like the call. He claims he was in there with his foot. He's arguing with Bill Cuckle. And we're just talking about Bobby Mercer's great arm, and now he gets another assist. That's right, that's his 16th assist from center field this year. Right, arguing the call down at third base with Bill Cuckle. On the uh, throw, Gutierrez wisely went on to second base. He, was, he didn't even slow down around first, figuring on a throw to third. So the Tigers have been doing some base running, but that time it backfired as the Yankees got the lead runner. And now we're going to have some activity in the Yankee bullpen. As Mike McCormick gets up. Pitch to Hiller, the pitcher, is in there for a call strike. That was a big play by Mercer. 
As he throws out Price going to third. It almost looks as if the Tigers have instructions to go to first to third on everything, into the outfield. The 0-1 pitch. High for a ball. He was out by plenty at third, and the throw was not perfect. And Cater took it behind the bag. He went back to play it and made sure that he had it, the way the ball was hopping. Would have been a very short hop to take up on the bag, but he went behind the base, got it, then stepped up and still had time to put the tag on him. Pitch is high, and it's 2-1. So I was amazed to see Price go, but then again we were surprised to see Jones go, and he made it. These have been hard hit, base hit. The Tigers have just haven't even stopped around second. Two balls and one strike. The tie game. Thompson pitched to Heller, swinging a miss. What a fake Gutierrez made off second base that time. Two balls and two strikes. Well, the Red Sox are at it again. They lead Washington 5 to nothing after two innings up in Boston. Two balls, two strikes. Two to the score, run around second. And the second inning. The pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. So Bonson gets the strikeout to end the inning as he strikes out Hiller. The second strikeout for Bonson. The Tigers tie it up. Two runs, four hits. No Yankee errors and a man left. And at the end of two, it's the Yankees two, the Tigers two. Why do people argue? Not because one person steps on another's toe, or because you say something one way and someone else takes it another way. People argue from a lack of love. So, in our own small way, we try to make up for that lack by putting love into our beer. How? If the green we want isn't in Kansas, we'll get it somewhere else. That's love. If the domestic hops aren't up to snuff, we'll import them. That's love. Anything we have to do to get you to the club the way we want it, we'll do. That's love. And no one argues over love. Tigers tie it up. And could have had a bigger inning had it not been for Bobby Mercer's throw from center field to third is cut down Jim Bryce trying to take two bases on Gutierrez's RBI single up the middle. So now we go back to the top of the Yankee batting order and before we do so on Yankee baseball we pause for station identification. This is your guy Haid. Join me for your kind of music weekdays 3 to 7 here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81 WGY Schenectady. Clark swings and misses on the first pitch as we start action in the third inning. Clark lined out to left field his first time up. He's hitting 250. Next pitch to him is a little bit low, and it's one and one. So each team got two runs in the second inning. A lot of action in that inning. A lot of base running. Starting plays. Here's the pitch. Swinging a foul at the plate. One ball and two strikes. Oh, there's Frank with those binoculars again. One ball and two strikes. We have a little soap opera going behind the dugout, as Frank mentioned earlier. One ball and two strikes to count on Clark. Hiller into the windup and the pitch. Playing a little bouncer, hit out towards shortstop. Gutierrez over. He runs into the third baseman, and there'll be no throw. Oh, McAuliffe was going to try and cut the ball off, but his angle was bad, and he cut Gutierrez off. I don't know if he would have gotten Clark anyhow. It's a base hit. Because the first time I've seen uh, two infields run together on a play like that. 
one of those chopping balls. The grass here is very low in the infield. It's a little bit thicker in the outfield. And that ball just was bouncing like a jackrabbit on a couple hops. And McAuliffe didn't really start fast enough to cut it off. And also the bounce. It wasn't bouncing just right so that he could cut it off. And he ran right into Gutierrez as he was feeling the ball. So Clark will take it. And the Yankees have some speed on his first base as Munson steps in. We will be Clark's back. Munson struck out his first time. He's hitting 3-0-2. Pirates of the Mets call us at the end of two. The Cubs doing their thing. Two to nothing at the end of two and a half. They leave Montreal. Pitch to Munson. Swing and a miss. All in one to Munson. It's 2-2 on the top of the third. Clark with an enormous lead at first base. Tillman's got to look over there. He's looking. Throws to the plate. High and outside. Throw to first, and Clark gets back. One ball and one strike. I'd say from just being around the league this year, the Clark takes the biggest lead of anyone we've seen. One and one the count. He's daring Hiller right now, and Hiller throws over, and Clark gets back. Clark is a good base stealer. He gets that to a big lead. He can uh, judge his pitcher as well. And I think you're right, Bob. He does take as big a lead as anybody. Munson bumps it back, and it's foul. One and two. That time, however, Hiller had Clark fooled. Hiller was throwing at the plate. Clark was jumping back to first. That happens once in a while. Base dealers have different moves. Clark likes to get that long lead, even though uh, very often he'll have to be leaning back to our first as a left-hand pitcher especially delivers. Some uh, base dealers like to take the short lead and get a running jump going towards second. One and two the count. Well, Clark has done it well. He has stolen 21, and he's only been thrown out seven times. That's a great record. The pitch to the plate, just inside. Two balls and two strikes on Munson. 21 for 28. Look at Jerry Kenny. He's 17 for 22. Some unbelievable base stealing by the Yankees. Three out of four for Michael. Two out of three for Gibbs. Even Danny Cater is four out of seven. Throw to first and Clark gets back. A uh, good base stealer. He gets that uh, big lead. He can uh, judge his pitcher as well. And I think you're right, Bob. He does take as big a lead as anybody. Munson bumps it back and it's foul. One and two. That time, however, Hiller had Clark fooled. Hiller was thrown to the plate. Clark was ducking back to first. That happens once in a while. Different base dealers have different moves. Clark likes to get that long lead, even though uh, very often he'll have to be leaning back to at first as a left-hand pitcher especially delivers. Some uh, base dealers like to take the short lead and get a running jump going towards second. One and two the count. Well, Clark has done it well. He has stolen 21, and he's only been thrown out seven times. That's a great record. The pitch to the plate. Just inside. Two balls and two strikes on Munson. 21 for 28. Look at Jerry Kenny. He's 17 for 22. Some unbelievable base feeling by the Yankees. Three out of four for Michael. Two out of three for Gibbs. Even Danny Cater is four out of seven. Throw to first, and Clark gets back. comes down to pure speed, probably Kenny and White would be faster afoot than Clark. But Hart uh, is a very heads-up base runner. Two balls and two strikes to count. He's got a big lead. There he goes. The pitch is high. The throw to second. He flies to his face. And make it 22 out of 29 for Hart Clark. 
In the meantime, it's a full count on seven months and three balls and two strikes. Clark Richards' right spot, uh, even though Hiller, the left-hander, could see him, Clark got a tremendous jump on Hiller, who threw an off-speed pitch, and Clark had it stolen easily. Three and two to the count on Munson. Gordon went on deck. Nobody out here in the third inning in a 2-2 ball game. Hiller comes set at the belt, looks back at Clark, the pitch, swung on and popped up. Back at second base, shortstop Gutierrez is there, looking up into the top sun. He makes the catch and there's one out. One out, Horace Clark on at second and brings up Roy White. White popped to shortstop his first time up. Roy now batting 297. 90 RBIs and 20 home runs. He also has six triples and 29 doubles. He has been quite a ball player for manager Ralph House this season. White steps in. Last year he hit 290. Roy, 27 years old. Hit to him. High and outside for ball one. One ball and no strike. Roy lives over there in West Patterson, New Jersey. One and over count. Pitch is low in the dirt and Price has to knock it down. Two and over the count. Yankees two, the Tigers two. Top half of the third inning. Yankees have Horace Clark on at second base and one out. Two balls and no strikes to Roy White. Killer goes to the belt. Here it comes. Swing and a miss, it's two and one. Killer struck out three men last inning. He has four strikeouts for the ball game. Thanks. Montreal is now uh, taking the lead over Chicago. Oh, that scoreboard is wrong up there. All right, Montreal has tied Chicago then on a two-run homer by the young pitcher, Carl Morton. Pitch is high to Roy Wright. Three balls and one strike. So that game is tied up 2-2 two -two now. Never know in a pennant race like that one is. Pitchers hit home runs to beat you. Anything can happen. Looks as if it's going right down to the wire. To White, here it comes. Swing and a ground ball wide at third. Over to get him a dollar from the short half. And now he throws back to the shortstop. And they've got Clark hung up. Gutierrez running him back to second to throw to Jones. Jones running him to third. Cox beyond drags him out. Now will throw to second. And White is out. base running ability, and uh, then all of a sudden he is in a rundown. Uh, 
But that time, Clark broke back to second when the ball was hit to McCullough. Then McCullough faked him out with a fake throw to first base. Clark broke for third, which was a good move, but McCullough had faked him out. McCullough and uh, the shortstop Gutierrez and the second baseman Dalton Jones got Clark in the rundown. Clark, while being run down, was yelling to Roy White to go to second. Roy did not make his move right away, and uh, Clark could have uh, kept himself hung up long enough to get him there had White immediately gone to second. But as it is, it turns into the double play, and it goes 5-6-4-6 six, six, six for McAuliffe to Gutierrez to Jones to Gutierrez. Beautiful play by the Tigers, and a tough one on the Yankees. Tied up 2-2 as we get set for the bottom of the third. McAuliffe to Vada. And he takes outside for ball one. And also a good play on the part of the shortstop, Gutierrez, who made the final out covering second base on White coming in. That's right. And he, was, he, he made two good moves there. The pitch to McGullis, swinging a ground ball into second. Clark Wade gets it at the belt, throws underhand the first, and there's one out. First play that he made that was great. You see, Clark was watching McGullis feel the ball on the grass. McGullis faked the first, and Gutierrez broke for third and got there ahead of Clark. So McGullis then throws the ball to the shortstop at third, so Clark is hung out to dry, and he's running around. Threw it back to Jones. Jones made a great fake. Faked the throw to third. Clark stopped, and, you know, here's the ball. He's out. Another throw back, and somehow Gutierrez lined up at second base, taking Roy White out. Mickey Stanley, the batter, the pitch to him. Low for ball one. One ball and no strike. Case of uh, an infielder covering two bases on the same plate. 1-0 the count on Stanley. It's a 2-2 ball game in the bottom half of the third inning. Thompson winds and delivers. Mickey takes low for a ball. 2-0 the count. Two balls with no strikes to Mickey Stanley. Yankee shade him to left. The pitch to him is low and inside, and it's 3-0. Three balls with no strikes. Thompson hasn't walked anybody. He struck out two. Yankees 2 and the Tigers 2 as we've had a lot of action in the first three innings of this ballgame. 3-0 the count on Mickey Stanley. Pitch to him. In the half for the call. Strike and it's 3-1. Three, three balls and one strike. And the touchy man is here. We've got a lot to live. 3-1 the count. Here it comes. Low for ball four. Base on ball for Stanley. Walk number one off Stan Bonson. And it will bring up Al Kaline, who struck out for one of his infrequent times his last time up. I think it was Chris Peterson who's telling me he's never struck, him, he's struck out Kaline. This has been unable to strike him out, but Bonson was able to get him. Let's see how many strikeouts for Kaline this year. He's been up 449 times officially. He has only struck out 46 times. First pitch is a ball outside, 1-0. He's walked 77 times, struck out 46. One ball and no strike. Next pitch to K-line is outside, and it's 2-0. Two, two balls and no strike, Frank. Here's the latest in the National League at the end of three. Montreal three, Chicago two. Pittsburgh scored two in the top of the third for a 2-0 lead over the Mets. The Mets batting now in the bottom half of the third. Two balls and no strike. Here it comes. There's a high fly ball hit down the left field line. Cato and Michael running for it. It's in foul territory near the seats. It comes down, and Michael grabs it. Gene Michael makes the catch. 
throw back into the infield, and getting back to first base is Mickey Stanley. Kaline hit one like that before that was a little bit further and a little bit lower, and nobody could reach it. Cater was a little bit off the mark on this one. He turned with his back to the plate. He was actually over by the stand, which made us think for a moment it would be into the stand. And suddenly Michael turned around, and he had it all the way. So there are two outs. And Jim Northrup, who started things off at the second inning with a base hit. Tigers with four singles in the second inning, and they scored two runs. It's 2-2 in the bottom of the third. Two outs now. The pitch to Northrup, swinging a ground ball to short. Michael up with a step on the bag, and the sides retired. For the Tigers, no runs, no hits. No Yankee errors, and a man left on. At the end of three, here at Tiger Stadium, it's the Yankees, two runs, four hits, and no errors. The Tigers, same thing. Two runs, four hits, and no errors. Now with the scores of the other ball games, and the carrier through the next three, Frank Messer. All right, Bob, give me this. And let's look at the scoreboard in the American League right now. Boston 5, Washington nothing at the end of three. Coleman started for Washington. Jackie Brown relieved in the third inning. Ken Brett has gone all the way for Boston. That's the afternoon half of a day-night doubleheader making up last night's rainout. Cleveland plays at Baltimore tonight. Kansas City and Milwaukee this afternoon. Scoreless at the end of two and a half. Bunker for Kansas City, Morris for Milwaukee. California at Oakland this afternoon, but not yet underway. And Cleveland plays at Baltimore tonight. In the National League, uh, well, it's one other night game in the American League, Minnesota at Chicago. Now in the National League, Pittsburgh 2, New York, nothing into two and a half. Walker for the Pirates, Gentry for the Mets. Phillies 1 and the Cardinals 1 at the end of two and a half. Wires against Virginia. Cincinnati and Atlanta, later start. San Francisco at San Diego and Houston at Los Angeles, later start. And Montreal 3, Chicago 2 at the end of 3. Carl Morton, the Montreal pitcher, has hit a two-run homer, his second home run of the year in the ball game. Kenny Holtzman pitching for the Cubs. Expos leading 3-2 at the end of 3. Here's Danny Cater to lead off in the top half of the fourth inning for the Yankees. Swings on the first pitch and pops it up on the right side of the infield. Under it, Al Kaline, the first baseman, and one-hands it. So Gator's first ball hitting pops up to K-Line. One away. Gator's first time up leading off the second inning. He ignited a two-run rally for the Yankees with a base at the center. And now John Ellis, who doubled to drive Gator in and later scored on Gene Michaels' base hit in the second. Ellis takes the fastball inside, ball one. Ellis in the two games of the series now has four runs batted in, three run homer last night. This pitch is fouled back for a strike, and it's one and one. Bobby Mercer is on deck. Yankees and the Tigers tied two to two. Keller turns and loses, and he's high with the pitch. Two balls and a strike to John Ellis. the windup and the pitch. Breaking pitches outside and low. Ball three, three and one to Ellis. John takes a quick look at third base coach Dick Houser. He'll be on his own, three and one. Miller turns it loose and it's high ball four. Very, very seldom. Unless it uh, should be the pitcher up there. Very seldom would Ralph out give a take on a three one. Ralph says it's just like taking the bat out of the hitter's hands, not letting him swing at that 3-1 pitch if he wants to. Now Bobby Mercer called out on strikes his first trip. 
swings on the first one and fouls it off the chest protector of the plate umpire, Ed Rungu. No balls, one strike to body. Ron Woods on deck. Killers pitch. Swung on, hit deep to center field. Back goes Stanley. Still going back. Under it and makes a one-hand catch near the running track. That ball was hit over 400 feet. It is 440 to straightaway center field, and Stanley was almost on the running track when he made the catch. Ellis back to first base. And Mickey Mantle leaves the coaching box to say something to John Ellis, perhaps suggesting John might have... A... Well, we just don't know. What advantage the first base coach has. Right now, pitch to Ron Wood. Strike one called. He notices anything about the hitter. And usually your first base coach is your batting coach. He notices anything about the hitter. He has an immediate opportunity to talk to him about it when he reaches base, if he reaches. There's a swing and a miss by Woodsy, and the count is nothing in two. Hiller got him on a slow curveball. Hiller stretches, checks on it at first, the pitch. Strike, three called, and for the second time in a row, Ron Woods called out on strike. That is strikeout number five for John Hiller. For the Yankees, no runs, no hits. There were no errors, a walk and a man left. And now at the end of the top half of the fourth inning, the score, the New York Yankees two and the Detroit Tigers two. Are you game for a quiz? Then listen carefully because the question won't be repeated. What does ARCO stand for? A-R-C-O. Here are a few hints. Hint one. Many of you recently received a credit card with the name ARCO on top. It replaced your Atlantic card. Hint two. The ARCO card is honored by Hertz, Ramada, and Fredway Inns, Hyatt House Hotels, Hyatt Lodges, Travel Lodge Motels, Friendship Inns, Hammond Walker Inns Incorporated, and Superior Motel. Time's up. Anyone who figured out that ARCO stands for the petroleum products of the Atlantic Richfield Company gets an A. You see, when the Atlantic Richfield Company was formed, it made sense to have one national credit card good at thousands of service stations coast to coast. The name selected for the card was ARCO. And if you'd like to carry one, applications are waiting for you at all Atlantic stations. If there are no more questions, then, class is dismissed. Brown will be leading off for the Detroit Tigers here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. Gates Brown grounded out to Clark his first time up. Left hand hitter. Gates Brown bats out of a pronounced crouch. He looks at a high pitch for ball one. They bunch the outfield towards center on Gates Brown. The infield plays him up the middle. Bonson's next pitch. He takes it for a strike. Here's your ball game. Bonson winds and delivers. A strike call. One ball and two strikes to Gates Brown.
Johnson winds. Turns it loose. Drive on the inside corner, and Gates Brown is caught looking. Not too happy with the call, has a word or two to say, and now walks away. So for Stan Monson, strikeout number three. The other two were on swinging third strikes by Al Kaline and John Hiller, the pitcher. And Phil Rizzuto has made his way down from television section. Oh, it's such a beautiful day, Frank. Unbelievable. What a day to be alive and out and watching a ball game. Rolling in, Dalton Jones. Single to drive at a run and then scored the tying run for the Tigers in the second. Bonson starts him off with a curveball, strike one. Stan fires again, and this one is in the dirt. And whether you notice down the television booth, Phil, the two young ladies sitting down there near the Yankee dugout, and the two gentlemen right behind them, and they met. <laughs> one of the girls traded places with one of the boys. No kidding, no. Oh, well in bloom here at Tiger Stadium today. Things going on on radio that we don't see on TV. I bet you missed that. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah. We're taking their feed, you know. The one, two, pitch. Foul outside of third. Or check that outside of first. A ball and two strikes to Dalton Jones. Well, there's a birthday batter down there for Brian. Jones fouls the pitch back off the screen. Let's say happy birthday, Brian Stepp. Well, happy birthday, Brian. And all the Bryans have a birthday today. Pretty good. Not a ball player. One, two, six. Just outside. And the count is even two and two now to Dalton Jones. Some of his buddies down there saluting him on his birthday. Two and two, six. Outside, ball three. Nobody on. Two-to-two two ball game and a two-two pitch coming here to Jones. He hits a deep to right field and this one is five-five eighty. In the upper deck. Long run, Golden Jones. Tigers go out in front three-to-two. Nothing end of three. Frank singles his first time up to right field. Bonson delivers again, breaking big foul back upstairs. Fraser Gutierrez is on deck. Tigers now leading 3-2 on the home run by Dalton Jones. Bonson wind, here's the pitch coming. 
inside with a fastball. One ball and two strikes on the catcher, Jim Price. Price takes blown away, ball two, two and two. Wally Moses coaches down at first base for the Detroit Tigers, and Grover Riesinger coaches at third. Two-two pitch coming in. Hit in the air to center field, Bobby Mercer coming in. Now to his right, he's under it, and Mercer makes the catch. Looks as if Bobby was having a little bit of trouble with that one. But he's looking up into a very bright sun. Gutierrez up in. He had a single to drive and a run his first time up. Pitches inside to Gutierrez. up by Bonson and the 1-0 pitch. Get on the ground to third. Gator plays it on the second hop. Guns it on the first base. That's all for Gutierrez. So the side is retired, but the Tigers take the lead with one run on one hit. A homer by Jones. No errors. Nobody left. At the end of four, it's Detroit three and the Yankees two. Very little is known about drilling for oil in the Arctic. When Atlantic Richfield discovered oil on Alaska's north slope, the place we call the Arco Circle, we found out just how little. We found out about 45 degrees below zero temperatures and 70 mile an hour winds. We found out about frozen ground 1,500 feet thick. We found out steel drills can shatter like glass. We found out roads have to be 8 feet thick. We found out it takes 60 plane loads to set up one rig. We found out it takes seven times longer to drill and costs $20,000 a day. But we found the first major oil field on American soil in 40 years. At Atlantic Richfield, we went all the way to Alaska so we can provide your local Atlantic dealer with the finest Arco Petroleum products for your car. At the end of three and a half innings now, the Chicago Cubs have gone back in front of Montreal four to three as the Cubs got two runs in the top half of the fourth. Stadium today is having a lot of trouble. And he can't go by it for scores. Michael takes the strike and the count even one and one. Tigers leading three to two. John Hiller, the left hander, winds, kicks, and deals high. Two balls, one strike to Michael. 
Till his next pitch, fastball swung out and foul tipped into the mitt of the catcher, Jim Bright. Two pitch, low ball three, the string runs out. Just a real pleasure, Bill, to look out there and see all the youngsters here in the ballpark today on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, they're making their presence felt, too. I like to hear them cheer. Here's a pitch, swung on and missed strike three. Strikeout number six for John Hiller. in New York just have uh, one more weekend for Yankee baseball. Friday the 26th and Sunday the, I mean Saturday the 26th and Sunday the 27th with the Tigers in. Dan Bonson moves in. He was called out on strikes his first time up and he looks at a strike on the first pitch here. Keller delivers again. Change up is high outside.
John Hiller, the pitcher, will lead off for the Detroit Tigers. Before he steps in, we'll step out. On Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. This is Harry Downey bringing the Upside Downey game your way. We take 10 to 3 here on the Pressure Down of 8081 WGY's Connected East. John Hiller, left-hand pitcher, but a right-hand batter, struck out his first time up. Goes right down at the end of the bat handle. Bonson has the sign for Munson, and here's the pick. Fastball inside at the knees, ball one. And the 1-0 pitch. Strike call. Well, you look at Hiller there at the plate. Looks like he's still on the mound. He winds up before he swings the bat. <laughs> look at that. Strike to his call. And he steps in the bucket. That could be one of the reasons or two of the reasons why he's 0 for 14 this year, looking for his first base hit of the year. He's never ready. Bonson delivers. He pops it up. Foul outside of first. John Ellis flips the glasses down. He's under it. And Ellis makes the catch. One away. One on, nobody on. And it brings up Dick McAuliffe. has popped up and grounded out over two. He takes the call strike over the outside corner. They've completed four innings at Shea Stadium. Pirates leading two to nothing over the New York Mets. There's one foul back overhead. Strike two to McCullough. bats out of an open stance. Bends at the knees. Jokes way up on the bat handle and the pitch. Place foul down the left field side. Out of play. Four forty to center field here at Tiger Stadium. Three seventy to right center. Three sixty-five to left center. 340 down the left field line, 325 down the right field line. The pitch, he takes it high. One ball, two strikes to McCullough. Bonson line, turns it loose, change up high. Two and two. Two-two pitch. Just outside. Ball three. Draw the payoff pitch now to Dick McCullough. Here it comes. Foul. Back out of play.
Johnson. Ready again and delivers. Ball four is high. McAuliffe is on. That is only the second walk issued by Stan Bronson. Stan has three strikeouts. And the batter will be Mickey Stanley. He grounded out to short in the first inning and walked in the third. Very pleasant day, but Stan Bronson is beginning to perspire through his uniform, working hard out there on the mound. the stretch. And the pitch to Stanley. Check swing on a pitch that's high. Ball one. Looking at Wally Moses and Grover Riesinger, the baseline coaches, Phil, they both announced that if Mayo Smith is not back next year as manager, that uh, they will not return as coaches. Well, they're usually very, very loyal to their managers. 1-0 pitch. Drag on the inside corner. 1-1. One Retires the side. 
For the Tigers in the fifth, no runs, no hits. There were no Yankee errors, a walk and a man left at the end of five. Detroit three and New York two. Hear the bright and happy sound of the Boys Town Choir singing a delightful folk song. This is the world-famed All-American Choir direct from Father Flanagan's Boys Town near Omaha, Nebraska. You have a musical treat in store as this outstanding Boys Town Choir sings for you as part of their 20th nationwide tour. Their performances have been staged in every major concert hall in the nation, from Carnegie Hall to San Francisco. Under the direction of Monsignor Francis P. Smith, their music dramatizes the glorious polyphony of the 16th century. It includes songs for 12th night and will present the interesting music of contemporary composers. These rough and ready boys who sing like angels will present a widely varied program of music sure to delight the heart of every concert goer. The Boys Town Choir will appear at the Palace Theater Albany on Monday, October 12th at 8 p.m. Tickets available at Ben Curlin Music Store Albany and Miller's Music Store in Troy. Top half of the sixth inning. Thurman Munson. Recovered now from the blow he took from the foul ball. Will leave things off. Munson is over two. Struck out in the first inning. Popped up in the third. Thurman came into the game today as the leading hitter on the club with a 3 3 average. However, he's gone 0 for 2, while Danny Cater is 1 for 2, so Cater has now replaced him. Cater up to 303, and Munson down to uh, 301. Swings on the first pitch and pops it up on the right side of the infield. Under it, Al Kaline, the first baseman, and one-hands it. One away. Line drive, pass the mound into center base set. Turn around first, now comes back. For the Yankees, base hit number five. Detroit leading in the ballgame, 3-2. to Danny Cater steps in. He's one for two. Single to center field in the second. Came in to score the first of two Yankee runs in the inning. He popped up in the fourth. First ball hitting. First ball, swing, drills it off the leg of Hiller, picked up by the second baseman Jones, and Jones throws him out. Round ball off Hiller's leg, bounced out towards the second baseman Dalton Jones. Jones scrambled after it and got Gator by a step and a half at first. White went to second on the play. Still, that's a painful way to get an assist. Certainly is, but I tell you, it stopped uh, base hit from going through to center field and White ending up at third and Cater at first. John Ellis moves in. Ellis doubled his first time up and walked in the fourth, so he's one for one. With a run batted in and a run scored. He takes high, ball one. Have a feeling right now with first base open and Mercer on deck that John Hiller will be pitching very carefully to Mr. Ellis. He should be if he's not. Here it comes, it's high, ball two. Two out. Tigers leading three to two. White good lead at second. The pitch foul back upstairs.
Two balls and a strike to John Ellis. Pitch coming low. Cubs did not score in the sixth inning. They lead 4-3. Montreal batting bottom half of the sixth. Three and one on Ellis. Keller takes the sign from Jim Bright. Set, kicks, delivers. A curve, low, ball four, and Ellis is on with another walk. Third walk given up by Hiller. Two of the three to John Ellis. Bobby Mercer, the batter. Strike one called up, Bobby. Mercer called out on strikes in the second, fly to center field in the fourth. One strike pitch. Sheriff is blown outside. For those of you who are keeping score at home, wondering where the other walk was, there wasn't one. He's walked two, and Ellis walked both times. Tiger bullpen goes to work. The pitch. Mercer takes it inside. Tommy Timmerman, a right-hander, and Fred Sherman, a left-hander, begin warming up. Mercer wants the baseball examined. Ed Rungi calls for it, looks it over, says it's all right. Two balls and a strike to Bobby Mercer, runners first and second. The pitch. Right to call. Two balls, two strikes. Two on with two gone. Tigers leading three to two. The set by Hiller. The left-hander is picked. Fastball swung on him. Missed strike three. Mercer strikes out. And that is number seven for John Hiller. For the Yankees, no runs. A base hit. No errors. And two men are left. At the end of the top of the sixth, the score, Detroit 3 and New York 2. Jim Northrup will lead off the bottom half of the sixth inning. Northrup single leading off the second. Tigers got two runs in the inning. Northrup grounded into a force play to Gene Michael in the third, so he's one for two. Home run by Dalton Jones in the fourth, the difference in this ballgame right now. left-hand batter. Tigers three runs, five hits. Yankees two runs, five hits. No errors in the ballgame. And Bonson's first pitch now to Jim Northrup. High ball one. Next pitch coming. Off-speed pitch is over. Strike call. Tiger bullpen, they uh, keep Timmerman loose. Bonson delivers. Northrop hits the ground ball to Michaels left, and it's still the center field base set. <laughs> Elias Maddox is loosening up down in the Tiger bullpen area, perhaps to come into this ball game, not as a pitcher, of course. He plays in many different positions. It's hard to tell where they might insert him. 
or whether they will, but he is limbering up anyway. Jake Brown moves in. Northrop is on with his second base hit. He's two for three down. The Tigers have six hits in the game. Six coming. Brown hits a high pop-up on the left side. Team Michael calling for it. Glasses down. Under it. He's got it. One out. Yankee bullpen goes to work with the left-hander Mike McCormick and right-hander Gary Wozlewski. He plays in many different positions. It's hard to tell where they might insert him. Or whether they will, but he is limbering up anyway. Jake Brown moves in. Northrop is on with his second base hit. He's two for three down. The Tigers have six hits in the game. Pitch coming. Brown hits a high pop-up on the left side. Team Michael calling for it. Glasses down. Under it. He's got it. One out. Yankee bullpen goes to work with the left-hander Mike McCormick and right-hander Gary Wozlewski warming up. Dolan Jones, about a two for two. Two runs batted in with a single and a home run. He's had a hand in every run the Tigers have scored. Ball on his high. He singled and set him to drive in a run, later scored in the inning, then homered in the fourth, and those are the three Detroit runs. Bonson with a 1-0 pitch run, turns it loose, outside. Two balls and no strikes. in for the side. They shade Jones a bit to the right side on the infield. And here's the pitch to him. Try call me high on the outside part of the plate. At the end of five and a half, Pittsburgh two, the Mets nothing. Two on pitch here. Drill deep to right center field. Way, way back. Mercer after it. He cannot get to it across the wall. Second base. 
finally retrieved the ball down near the Yankee bullpen. A single for Price, a run netted in for Price, and an error on Roy White and left, allowing Price to go from first to third. Golden Jones now has scored three runs as well as having batted in three. And the Detroit Tigers lead five to two. Of course, on one run he scored, he also batted it in, not on the home run. There's our good ears, the batter. Yankees have to pull the infield in now with a runner at third and only one out. One for two. Foul the first pitch back. Strike one. Gutierrez has stepped away. Now moves back in. No activity now to Detroit bullpen with the Tigers out in front five to two. Bonson six. Gutierrez bunts it. And Bonson has it. Looks to third. It was no uh, suicide squeeze. Gutierrez did not bother to run down to first base. And that was a weird play. Gutierrez butted out in front of the plate. Price was not coming home. Gutierrez did not uh, run the first. He is very upset, Frank. Gutierrez figured that the suicide squeeze was on, but Price evidently missed the sign, and Gutierrez sacrificed himself so that he lay down a good bunt and didn't run, and when he saw Price standing at third, he took his helmet and fired it. Well, you never know. There's a play where they say, well, who's at fault? You don't know. Bonson winds his first pitch to Hiller. Blown outside, blocked by Thurman Munson. Or say, uh, Who's at fault and you don't know? Gutierrez might have been at fault. He might have spread the sign wrong. Or Price may not have had the sign, but he just don't know. 1-0 pitch to Hiller. One on, fly ball out in the left field. Roy White is there. He's under it. Makes the catch. And the side is retired. But the Detroit Dragons score two runs on three hits. A Yankee error and a man left. And at the end of six, it looks like this. The Tigers, five runs, eight hits, and no errors. The Yankees, two runs, five hits, and one error. And now with the scores of the other games, and to carry you right down to the end of this one, ladies and gentlemen, here's the scooter, Phil Rizzuto. Hi, Frank. In the American League, California at Oakland, Cleveland at Baltimore, and Minnesota and Chicago late at start. Washington at Boston playing a D-night doubleheader. In the day game, at the end of six and a half, it's the Red Sox six and Washington one. Littleberger in there now for Washington, and Brett all the way for the Red Sox. Kansas City three, Milwaukee nothing, and the four and a half. Bunker against Baldwin. In that hot National League race, at the end of five and a half, Pirates two, Mets nothing. Luke Walker for the Pirates, and Gary Gentry for the Mets. The Phillies leading the Cardinals four to one, at the end of four and a half. Wise against Pertainer. Heisel got his ninth of the year and the fourth with one on. Cincinnati at Atlanta later on, as in San Francisco at San Diego and Houston at L.A. The Cubs at Montreal. The Cubs are leading 4-3 to three at the end of 5.5. Holtzman for the Cubs 
Carl Morton for Montreal, and Carl Morton got his second home of the year in the third with one eye. And as Frank told you, Elliot Maddox, the local boy, as far as I'm concerned, from Elizabeth, New Jersey, has gone in the play left field. Play some Gates Brown. Maddox, a fine all-around ball player. He has really filled in all over for these Detroit Tigers and done a fine job. So the Yankees will be sending up Woods, Michael, and in all probability a pinch hitter for Stan Bonson as Mike McCormick continues to throw on the Yankee bullpen. Ron Woods has been up twice and struck out both times. both times up there. The Yankees trailing 5-2. to two. We're in the seventh. The pitch, the bouncer off the pitcher's glove. Coming in fast, Goody Ash. He'll never get him. He tried to grab it one-handed, but that'll be a base hit. He would not have been able to throw him out. And for the Yankees, their sixth base hit of the ball game. And Gene Michael will be the batter. And on deck, Bob Gamia, who has just joined us in the radio book. Well, waiting to see, there's going to be an on-deck pinch hitter as well. I thought I was going to run down and pinch hit there for a minute and stand Bonson's face. Well, let's see who's coming out there. Ron Hanson is in the on-deck circle. But right now, Michael up there, and the pitch is popped far. That'll go out of play over the Yankee dugout, back into the crowd. This is a beautiful, beautiful day here in the Motor City of Detroit, Michigan. Well, it's kind of a sad city right now with uh, several strikes going on. Woods leads away to pitch and tie, one-on-one. The people in the hotel don't appear too sad. But... Oh, no, those Shriners, man, they're really having a ball, I'll tell you. The pitch to Michael, swing and a miss. It's one ball, two strikes. Trail 5-2 in the top of the seventh. Stretched by Hiller. His pitch popped down the right field line, moving to his left is Northrop. He's there and makes the catch, having a little trouble with that son. And as Hanson comes up, we'll pause for station identification. This is Steve Fitz, your contact host. Call us weeknights from 8 to midnight. Here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY's Connectivity. now batting for Stan Bonson. Ron Hanson enjoying a fine year. Filling in when he has to, pinch hitting when he has to. The pitch to run, swing and a miss, strike one. Well, Mike McCormick will be coming on. Pitch is fouled upstairs and out of play, over the roof, back on out the street. Nothing in two. Woods leads off first, K-Line holding him on, stretched by Hiller. 
His pitch is popped up on the left side. The shortstop Gutierrez calls for it. And makes the catch between second and third. There are two outs. And the batter now, Horace Clark. Horace robbed of a base hit his first time up on a fine catch by Gage Brown. Had an infield hit in the third and then fly to center. Trailing 5-2, and now Mike McCormick out there on the mound has got a hope to 
keep the Tigers to that three-run lead and hope that the Yankees can come back against John Hiller. But Hiller has been tough today. He's been real tough against the Yankees. He's stopped him on just six hits. But he's also struck out seven. And he's only walked two. And in both cases, that was Johnny Ellis. And Dawson Jones has been the Yankee nemesis with a single, a home run, and a double three on the eyes. And right now, McCormick has to worry about the top of the order. Robert and it's Dick McCullough who hits the soft ground ball at second base. Clark has it, throws to first base in time, and McCullough's out of there. He hit that ball right off his hands. McCullough now 0 for 3. He walked once. Mickey Stanley has walked once. He's also bounced his short and struck out. Mickey jumped off to a 2 nothing lead in the top of the second, but Detroit came right back to tie at the bottom of the second. Picked up a run in the fourth and two in the sixth. Mr. Stanley, line to right field for a base hit. A high outside fastball. He went right with it and drilled it out to Ron Woods, who fires it in. First hit off McCormick, the ninth for the Tigers. And now up in the Yankee bullpen is Mel Stottlemyre. Probably just loosening up for his next start, which should be against the Senators. takes a strike. One strike on K-Line. Al is over three. Struck out. Popped the short foul with a catcher. Throw to first base. But back in plenty of time, Stanley. McCormick ready. Line to right field with curving foul. One bounce by the bullpen and kicked off the wall. And it's going to. Back to first base, Mickey Stanley. Yankees going to have to bounce back in the eighth and ninth, trailing by three here. Good by McCormick. Foul back. He uh, threw him a changeup. Line timed it very well, just got under it. Still on two. Ed Rungi, the plate umpire. Stanley leads off first. Throw over there, and Johnny Ellis, no play. ready again. Another throw over there, but Stanley is only off there about a two steps and gets back very easily. Pirates fail to score in the top of the seven, so as Bob told you, still two to one, Pittsburgh leading at the end of six and a half. Line to left field, Roy White digging hard and makes the running catch. The throw will not be in time, cut off by clock. Stanley was down a second, managed to get back in a hurry. Joe is two out here, Jim Northrup, who is two for three, single to right and scored in the second, bounced to short in the third, single to center and scored in the sixth. Ian Dalton Jones have been the big boys for the Tigers. Two men out. Five to two, the Tigers lead. 
This time McCormick is it. Deep to right field. Ron Wood's back by the warning track. He's got range now. That room makes the catch. No runs in it. No runs a man left. And at the end of seven, it's Detroit five, the Yankees two. Finished 83rd or tied for 83rd. <laughs> <laughs> You're all 
side, Robert. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> two balls, two strikes. Nobody out. And Thurman Munson up there. The 2-2 pitch is fouled back and out of play. Actually, you are fortunate, though, Bobby, because you should have seen the way they kidded me my first year broadcast. Red Barber and Mel Allen. Oh, oh. I heard it many times. As a matter of fact, I think you got to do one inning, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they surprised me. They'd never tell me when. <laughs> so I had to be alert all the time. Not that you're not alert all the time. You are. Bill Kane says that was your best year when you did one inning a day. <laughs> okay. The two two pitches, I ball three. Three and two. <laughs> I tell you one thing, Ron Demir, there are no secrets. He's like an open book. You, no matter what you say, Bob will repeat it. Not if it's worth repeating, fine. But sometimes it's not. <laughs> we got a full count on Thurman Munson. The payoff pitch is fouled back and out of play. In the upper deck coming down below. Bouncing around, and a youngster up with a souvenir. So it's still three and two on Munson. It's a big hit for Thurman. I don't believe he'll get under the 300 mark, but he came into this game batting 303. It'll be right around 300. Inside, ball four. So he gets the base on balls to lead off the top of the eighth. It's only the third walk given up by one of the other two walks with a Johnny Ellis. Roy White, off the short, hit into a very unusual double play in the third men's single at center. That was an outstanding double play, Bob, wasn't it? Way, uh, great play by the Tigers, really yeah. alert. They can't really fault the Yankees. No. running that oh. Gutierrez, really, he and McCullough made the play. Well, that's a good. There's a strike to White. Nobody out here in the top of the eighth. Yankees trail 5-3, five, 5-2. Five, and a good that extra run. The pitch, third, bounce to third base. McCullough over to go to second. Williams goes into right field. Munson's up. He'll go to third base. And holding at first is Roy White. And McCullough trying to get rid of that ball too quickly and threw it about 10 feet over the head of Dalton Jones in the right field. That'll be an error. Charge to McAuliffe, a big break for the Yankees. They have runners at first and third. Nobody out, but Mayo Smith is coming out. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Bob Demir puts the glasses on down there. Sherman and Timmerman. Sherman uh, and Timmerman. Timmerman, the right-hander, and Sherman, the left-hander. But Phillips picked a fine game, but that's it. He's out. Oh, isn't it, Bob? Certainly is. And uh, Mayo Smith gave the signal with the right hand, and that means that Timmerman will be coming on the pitch. So it certainly wasn't really Illard's fault in this inning. That was a hard ground ball to third. And we had just been commenting on the fine infield play of the Tigers, and with that, the infield opens the door for the Yankees. They have first and third and nobody out. So Tom Timmerman comes on the pitch. So Illard goes uh, seven innings plus. And up to this point, he's given up two runs. Six hits. He has walked three and struck out seven. So a fine performance by Hiller. He cannot be the losing pitcher. And could very well be the winner. And he gets a fine hand from the crowd here at Tiger Stadium. So Thurman comes on. And this will be game number 57. So he's been the workhorse. He has a record of six wins, five losses, and 26 saves. 
but probably Mayo Smith just has a lot of confidence in Tom Kimmerman. His earned run average, however, is not that good. It is 3.69. He's pitched 77 and two-thirds innings. He's given up 79 hits, 35 runs, 32 of which have been earned. He's walked 26, and he's struck out 41. So Tom Kimmerman comes on the pitch. And notice he's only given up three home runs in 77 and two-thirds innings. So he doesn't throw up that gopher ball. And he's actually been involved in two shutouts with the Tigers have had. He's been the relief pitcher two times when the Tigers starters have combined with him to shut out the opposition. So Tom Kimmerman comes on the pitch with the Tigers winning by a score of 5-2. to two. But the Yankees have a great shot because they are first and third, nobody out, and they have Cater, Ellis, and Mercer coming up. So the right-hander comes on to pitch to Cater and Ellis, and then we'll see what happens. They still have Sherman, the left-hander, warming up in the bullpen. And now he's been joined by another right-hander. Like Bob Reed, the little guy that came Oh, in. yeah, we saw him last night. Uh -huh. So he's up and warming. So it's Reed and Sherman in the bullpen. Timmerman on the mound. If the Mets fail to score on the seventh, it's 2-1 Pittsburgh. Covered a lot of ground, that Jameer boy, on all that. <laughs> on the ball, now Cater up there. Danny Stringle in the second and score. Top to the first. Was robbed of a base hit in the sixth when he hit one off the pitcher's chin. There's a pitch in the dirt. Kicked around by Jimmy Price. Couldn't locate it for a moment, but the runners hold. And Cato asked Ed Rungi to look at the ball, and Ed says, yeah, let's throw it out. Got a mark on it. So that's ball one on Danny Cato. Ed Rungi, one of the top umpires in baseball. Towards the end of the year, everybody gets a little tired, a little weary. And the pitch swing and a miss, and it's one and one. Going to the rising bag is Timmerman. Munson leads off third. White leads off first. Here's the stretch. And the pitch is over the outside corner, a ball and two strikes. Chance. We get closer in this ball game. Stay behind now. One ball, two strikes. Here's the stretch by Timmerman. His pitch just inside, and it's two and two. What a pitch that he's got. Yes, it is. Cater was ducking out of the way as if the pitch was way inside, but it's on the got the inside corner. Most was a strike. He's a big, tall right-hander. All right, good lead at first. Munson off third. He doesn't have to have too big a lead. He'll go for the DP. The pitch, swing, and a miss, and he really fooled him with that same pitch. Not often you see Danny Cater fooled that badly on a pitch. A big strikeout for Timmerman. And as Johnny Ellis has been on base all three times today, he doubled in a run in the second and later scored, and then walked in the fourth and walked in the sixth. One swing and a bat by this strong young man, and we'll have a brand new ball game. He hit a home run last night. Was half full on the pitch. The pitch is low, ball one. Olsen still throwing in the Yankee bullpen. In the pitch, low and inside, two and nothing. Keller never got Ellis out. He had a double and two walks. So he's had a perfect day, although he's only had one hit. 
balls, no strikes. The runners lead away. The pitch is in there, strike call, and that was almost a perfect pitch on the outside part of the plate, just knee high. On deck, Bobby Mercer. Now the 2-1 delivery. On the inside corner, 2-2, two and two, I said it is criminal. He's really spotting that ball now. He did a job on Cater. He's doing a job now on Johnny Ellis. Two balls, two strikes, one out. 5-2. Tigers out in front of the top of the eighth. Munson is at third. White is at first. The 2-2 pitch wing and a miss strike three. And he was pulled even more than Cater. Fires the bat down and fires his helmet down. Johnny hasn't played much against the right-handed pitchers, and I was asking him that about the, uh, before the game, and he said that his perspective is a little off even looking at him. He just looks a little weird to him after just sitting against the lefty. Sure, but he did strike out twice, I believe, last right. night against the right-handed All right, here's Bobby Merson. Still got a chance to tie it up. Bobby having a rough series here. He struck out twice. Fouls went down the left field line, out of play. Now here's a guy that's happy to see a right-hander. Bobby, besides striking out twice, fly to center. And in this ballpark, a left-hander wants a pull. Boy, I tell you, it's a hit of paradise on that right field line. Even though it's 325, the upper stands overhang out about 15 feet, and it doesn't go out sharply. The pitch, he checks his swing on a low curve in his form on. outside the batter's box, trying to hold up on that swing, kind of hit his left wrist a little bit. Now he's back in. One ball, one strike, two out. The stretch. The pitch inside again, two and one. He is really working the spot. He's not going to throw that ball down the middle. It's in and out on Peter and Ellis, finally struck him out with breaking balls away from him. Doing the same thing with Mercer. He sets again. His pitch right over the outside, corner two and two, and I said that he's mixing up his pitch is beautiful. Two balls, two strikes, two out, two men on. The pitch outside and it's three and two, so White will be off with the pitch. Three balls, two strikes, two out. Tayline now telling Timmerman that he's going to play him back at the runner, knowing that White will be running. The first baseman a little better edge to catch a hard hit ground ball. Ready for the payoff pitch. White goes. The pitch. Swing and a miss. And Bobby swung over that ball. And what a job of relief pitching by Timmerman. Coming in with runners at first and third. Nobody out. And striking out the side. Taylor Ellison Mercer. No runs, no hits. And there are three men left. And at the end of seven and a half, it's Detroit five, the Yankees two.
If we do it together, it will get done. With your gift, the United Fund can help. Please say yes. Two strikes, one out. 
the pitch swing and a miss strike three. And as Jones strikes out, we'll pause for station identification. This is Shannon in the morning, coming your way Monday through Saturday, 530 to 10, here on the Fresh Air Sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. Prizer's two for three, single twice, fly to center, he's driven in a run and scored a run. Takes the ball high. Pete Ward is uh, leasing up in the uh, Yankee dugout, looks like he'll pinch it, but there's one deep to left field, that's time. Up the deck job, I believe, way back and up the deck.
Your car isn't gazing on it. Even if you have been through this reaction formation before, if you don't want to come, don't come. But please, none of these crazy... Excuse me, I didn't mean that. These silly excuses. And then it, I understand how you feel. If someone tells you that their car isn't breathing right, they're every bit as sane as you and I. Cars do breathe. At Atlantic, we make a new gasoline, Arco Supreme Gasoline, that helps your car breathe in easy to breathe out cleaner. Arco Supreme helps prevent deposits from clogging the carburetor, air intake valves, and an anti-pollution valve of your car. So your car gets better mileage and produces less unburned hydrocarbons to pollute the air. New Arco Supreme Gasoline at your Atlantic dealer now. Well, we get set for the ninth inning and the Tigers making some defensive changes. It looks as if Lagalop has moved from third to second and Don Woods coming in to play third base. So Jones gets a little jump on the rest of the ballplayers and heading for the shower. And he'll be mighty, mighty happy because of his home run, double, and single in this ballgame. All right, Bob, we're going to have some pinch hitting for the Yankees now. Jimmy Lytle will bat for Ron Woods, and on deck is Pete Ward, who will bat for Gene Michael. So Jimmy Lytle batting 301, stepping in against Tom Timmerman. This is Jimmy swing and a missed strike one. I think this Timmerman's ball really moves. Looks like he's got a good sinker. He's got the good serve and a slider and a pretty good fastball. Yankees trail 6-2 in the top of the ninth. And then he pitches a curve over strike two. Jimmy right down the end of the bat. The two strikes they bounce there. Two is right in the call up. He's up with a ghost of first high and he's safe at first base. And K-Line said he tagged him. McCullough got rid of the ball too quickly again. He had a little more time. Let's wait and see what they call it. And Jimmy Lytle beats. It's an error. John to McAuliffe, his second error of the ball game. That brings up Pete Ward. Twice McAuliffe got rid of the ball when he had a lot of time. Dorian never can chill, and on deck is Kurt Fluffy, so the Yankees are going to have three left-hand French hitters in a row. Timmerman picks the ward, low ball one. Gets in there, long time between appearances, but he always appears to be ready and willing. Timmerman fixes low ball two, two nothing. Sometimes you make a move for defensive purposes and it backfires. We'll wait and see if that play by McCullough does cost them. The 2-0 pitch. The right one. Get in the top of the ninth. They want to get the hitter. Gentlemen ready. The pitch line drive. Base hit off the glove of the third baseman, Don Wirtz. It was a fine effort by Don Wood. I want to tell you, he almost took a base hit away from Pete Ward. He had a bullet. Worth actually dove off the ground, got his glove on it, just went by him to the shortstop. And now Kurt Fluffery will be batting for the pitcher, Mike McCormick, and Frank Baker will go out and run for Pete Ward. Pete Ward just tipped his hat over in the direction of Don Worth. 
thank him for not catching the ball. Oh, he's a big foul. He's a very funny young man, by the way. Good sense of humor. Very quick on the comeback. All right, Kurt Fluffery now the batter. Runners at first and second, nobody out. Baker at first, Lytle at second. The pitch to Fluffery. Holy cow, foul right over our heads. Strike one. And you don't have too much time to get ready. Bob told you last night, we are closer to the action here in our home play than any other spot that we broadcast on. And we really on top of the play and the plate. Didn't ask for a better speed. Runners lead in first and second. The pitch to Bluffy. A bounce at the first base. Bayline will make the play at first base. Both runners at bat. Easy put out for K-Line. Runners at second and third. And now Horace Clark up there with one out. Harris is one for four. He singled in the third inning and stole the base to the 22nd of the year. He'll take his practice swings outside the batter's box. I believe this will be a year Harris would just as soon get over with. Whether anything's been bothering Harris or not, but it seems that it's been kind of a rough year for him. Pitch to Clark. Strike on the outside corner. On deck, Thurman Munson. Thurman back again quickly. A curve swing and a miss. Strike two. He got a foul set. Just got a piece of it. In and out of the glove of the catcher. Nothing in two. Two-strike pitch to Clark. Ground ball in the hole. Base hit to right field. Coming out of score line. They're waving Baker in. And I don't believe Northrop thought that Baker was going to be waved in. He scores. It's now a 6-4 to four ball game. And a potential dying run is at the plate. So Clark comes through with a single right field and two runs batted in. And Thurman Munson looking for his first base hit of the day is 0 for 3. Walk once. What represents a potential dying run. Well, I see the Pirates have changed pitches again. Dave Justy has gone into pitch in the eighth inning for the Pirates. And he is their big man in the bullpen. And Brunette also went in in the eighth. Now, did Brunette go in before Justy? Yes. Brunette was first and then Justy after. Okay. It's a big difference, a left-hander and a right-hander. All right, Munson, the batter. The pitch is firm and ground ball up the middle. And what a beautiful play by Tony Harris, but his backhand throw not in time. That'll be a base hit. Oh, that sees our Tony Harris almost came up with a beauty. He backhanded the throw to McCullough, but Clark had split and was in at second. So now the base hit by Munson. As Yankee runners at first and second, only one out, and a batter Roy White. So the Yankees coming back here, and that error by McCullough could still prove to be a costly one. Jack Aiken now gets up in the Yankee bullpen. Roy White is one for four on the day. He's singled in the sixth inning. Yankees now with nine bases.
Pitch at second, Munson at first. The pitch to White, foul just over our heads again and out of play. Left-hand hitters for the Yankees have not been able to pull that ball to the friendly confines of the right field seat. Timmerman set. His pitch, ground ball in the hole, another base hit. Horace Park is coming around third. They're waving him in. The throw comes in. Cut off by Gutierrez, and it's a six-to-five ball game with Yankee runners at first and third. And just when it looked like Tom Kennerman was going to be invincible, he has suddenly been hit hard here after the error by McCullough. And it's now six to five in favor of the Tigers for the Yankees with runners at first and third, and Danny Cater the batter. Now, they're not coming out because the last time Cater was up, Zimmerman made him look bad and, as a matter of fact, struck him out on a curveball low and away. Danny is one for four on the day. Light at first, Munson at third. They lead away. Pitch to Cater. Gets away from Price. Munson is coming on. He'll score. The ball game is tied up, and White goes to second base. Holy cow, what things are happening here. We'll have to wait and see what they call us. A run scores, nevertheless, and the Yankees have tied it up at 6-6. White moves to second. The pitch to Cato is a ball. Ball didn't appear to be in the dirt. It was low, but it got away from Price. Cicada, low ball one. The next pitch, low ball two. Oh, yeah, the wild pitch was ball. That's right. I'm all excited here. The pitch Cicada. Curve low, and now it's ball three. Three balls, no strikes on Danny Cater, who steps back to look at Dickhausen. Danny, not sure they could very well be giving him the hit sign here. Boy, the Yankees have bounced back here in the top of the ninth, four big runs. The pitch, Kirk swinging a miss. They gave him the green light, and it's three and one. Six, six, ball game. Only one out. The pitch low, and it's ball four. Seven batters here, and six have gotten on base. One was on an error, though. All right. The Mets failed to score, even though they had two pitches in there in the eighth inning for the Pirates. Still two to one, the Pirates lead, and the base. Check swing on a curve, and it's outside ball two, two or nothing. Ellis looks down at Dickhausen now. Sherman and Reed loosening up in the Tiger bullpen, a left-hander and a right-hander. Here's the stretch by Timmerman. The pitch, line to right field, a base hit. This will put the Yankees 
Here's Jimmy Lytle and let it all off. He had a difficult chance for Dollop who went to his right. And the throw to first was high and Lytle was able to remove the tag of K-Line. And that started it all off here in the ninth inning. German still going to stretch. Lefty against lefty. Bases loaded infield in. First pitch to Lytle. In there for the call. Strike just above the knee. No balls and one strike. Well, Lionel was 0 for 1 in this game, and it happened in this inning, but he was safe with Manella. Yankees lead at 7 to 6. Frank Baker now is on deck. The pitch. Strike two ball. No balls and two strikes. Oh, and two the count on Jim Lytle. Yankees have him loaded. Cater, Kenny, and Mercer ready to go. A lot of speed on the base side, especially on second and first. The 0-2 pitch. Strike three ball. Lytle did not swim. He has fallen out on strike. So there are two outs for the Yankees. And the battle will be Frank Baker, who went in the run for the award in this inning. So he does not come up as a pinch hitter. This is his spot in the batting order. He ran for Pete Ward, and consequently, comes to bat at Pete Ward's spot. And Ward got a big pinch hit for the Yankees here in the ninth inning. German goes to the belt, and the pitch, swinging a foul back, strike one. No balls in one strike. For Frank Baker, this is his first appearance in the ball game. Baker with a batting average of 217. He has three doubles, one triple, and seven RBIs. No balls in one strike. Yankees leading at seven to six in the ninth. They have scored five. The pitch to Baker is outside, and it's one and one. Yankees still have them loaded. Yankees will need a new pitcher. They'll need a new shortstop. It'll probably be Baker. Tiger will be. Ward pinch hit for Michael. Baker ran for Ward. The pitch. Swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes. goes to the belt. He delivers. High and it's two and two. Two balls and two strikes to Frank Baker. Pitches of record right now. Mike McCormick for the Yankees. And Tom Timmerman for the Tigers. To the belt goes Sherman. The base is loaded. The pitch swung on. Fly ball. Hit in the short right center field. Coming out of Stanley. Running hard. He's there and he makes the count. So the side is retired to the Yankees. Five runs, five hits, one error, and three men left on. And at the end of eight and a half, it's the Yankees, seven, and the Tigers, six. The Arco Circle. It's on the north slope of Alaska, 200 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Finding oil there is hard. Getting it out of the ground is almost impossible. The men of Atlantic Richfield do the impossible. They work 12 hours a day in 45 degrees below zero temperature. They go through $10 worth of gloves a week and a $30 pair of boots a month. They work in the dark most of the year, and they work hard. Why do they come here to drill for oil? Well, the pay is good, the food's good, and besides, 
nobody ever did it before. Atlantic Richfield went all the way to Alaska to provide your local Atlantic dealer with the finest Arco Petroleum products for your car. Surprising development. The Yankees with five runs in the ninth inning have taken the lead to seven to six. Jack Aker is the new pitcher. Lytle goes to right field. Baker to shortstop. Hayter to first base. And Kenny to third base. Aker the pitcher and McDaniel in the bullpen. As we get set for the bottom half of the ninth inning. So the Yankees defensively now as we look out on the field. Hayter at first. Clark at second. Baker at short. Kenny at third. In the outfield it's White, Mercer, and Lytle. The catcher is Thurman Munson, and the pitcher will be Jack Aker. And he'll be facing the top of the order, McAuliffe, Stanley, and K-Line. So now the Tigers have to try and come back. The Yankees and the Tigers have played some baseball games this year, and we've got more of them coming up. Four at Yankee Stadium next weekend. Twilight Night Doubleheader Friday night, an afternoon game Saturday, and then an afternoon game on Sunday. Munson's throw goes on down to second base and we get set for the bottom of the ninth inning. McAuliffe will be leading it off. He's 0 for 3 plus a walk. He'll be followed by Stanley, who is 1 for 3 plus a walk, and K-Line, who is 0 for 4. Always dangerous Tigers. Getting set on the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees lead it 7 to 6. Jack Aker trying for a save here. Mike McCormick, the pitcher of record. Jerry Kenny playing in on the grass, guarding against the bunt. And also guarding down the line at third. The pitch to McAuliffe is outside for ball one. Jack Aker with another outstanding year. Jack has won four loss two, a great earned run average of 2.12. He's had 15 saves. He was a loser, however, in his last appearance. A big hit for McAuliffe, right between first and second. And just like that, the Tigers are in business in the ninth inning. Dick McGullis, single to right field. He's on at first with nobody out. And it will bring out Mickey Stanley. Stanley is grounded to short, walked, struck out in single. Mickey Stanley will be the batter. And I see Norm Cash is on deck. So Mickey Stanley steps in. Listen, this is going to take K-Line out for a pinch hit of Norm Cash. Stanley first the ball, first base side, tough play. Cater up, throws the clock out at first. And it was a fine play by Cater to get anyone because Aker fell off the mound. Aker slipped and had no chance to get it. The ball was by him. As a very hard run by Stanley, and Aker trying to reverse his field fell down. He's all right. He didn't hurt his back at all. And Cater made a fine barehanded pickup and throw to Horace Clark, who was covering first base. So it's a sacrifice, and you score three to four. And now Ralph House is coming out of the Yankee dugout. And Norm Cash is just hitting for Al K-Line. And how often is a K-Line is taken out for a pinch hitter? Oh, we've just seen it. Ralph House out on the mound. He's going to talk things over with Jack Ager. McDaniel out on the bullpen. Here's the final score for Montreal as Ralph makes up his mind. The Cubs have beaten the Expos. Eight to four. Eight runs, 12 hits, and no errors. That's all for Aker. Four runs, 13 hits, and one error for Montreal. Kenny Holtzman is the winning pitcher. He's 16 and 11, and Carl Malton, despite hitting a home run, is the loser. Morton is now 
and they have him down at 16 and 11 also. So they're both 16 and 11. Holtzman and Morton. All right, here comes uh, Lenny McDaniel. So Jack Aker goes a third of an inning, and he gives up one base hit. He cannot win it, he cannot lose it, and he cannot save it. So Lenny McDaniel comes on to pitch. Jack Aker leaves. He gave up the base hit by McAuliffe and then the sacrifice by Stanley. Ralph House figuring that Lindy is especially tough on left-handed batters. But what a left-handed batter he's got to face right now. These fans here have visions of one thing. That's Wall sailing into the upper deck in right field as Norm Cash steps in. Yankees leading 7-6 in the bottom of the ninth. Tying run at second. And the winning run at the plate in the person of Norm Cash. And right now on Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. This is your guy, Hi. Join me for your kind of music. We see three to seven here on the fresh air sound of Radio 81, WGY Schenectady. Norman Cash, the batter. He's hitting 257, and he has 24 home runs. Lindy McDaniel's a pitcher. Eight wins, 26 saves, five losses, an earned run average of 2.08. And for Lindy, game number 59. So what a spot this is right here. I'll tell you this, the Yankees have lost two games here on ninth inning home run. One by Hawk and one by Freehand. And this guy is murder. Norm Cash. But you never know in baseball. On deck is Jim Northrup. So K-Line is out for the pinch hitter, Norm Cash. Seven to six, the Yankees waited to get the lead. They had to get five runs in the ninth inning. And now the Tigers have Dick McGullough on second with one out in the bottom of the ninth. What a ball game. McDaniel goes to the belt. Cash is ready to pitch. Outside, ball one. One ball and no strike. Lindy will be pitching carefully to Cash. Even though he is the winning run, first base is still open. The next pitch, in there, the fourth ball just over the plate for a called strike and it's one one. One ball and one strike to Cash. And now umpire Ed Rungy wants to look at the baseball. Count is one and one. Yankees lead at 7-6. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Cash is going for the downs, but he didn't get it. One ball and two strikes. How often has Wendy McDaniel been in a tight situation for the Yankees this year? And he's in another one right now. The count is 1-2 and two on Cash. McDaniel comes to the bell. And the pitch. Cash takes a high. Not by much. Two balls and two strikes. 2-2 two two to Cash. Yankees seven, the Tigers six in the bottom of the ninth. Tying one on second and one out. McDaniel goes to the belt. Baker ducks in behind McGollis. The pitch, swing, line drive. He got the right field coming on his right. He's taking the base hit. Right of place on a half. Here comes McGollis to the plate. Here comes the throw and he is out at home. Right of throws him out. And down the second over throw goes Cash. What a throw by Lytle. It was perfect. And it was that close at home's way. 
Seven months and a little shaken up. That's all that McGullis could do was to try and crash into him and make him drop the ball. What a ball game. The Yankees with five of the ninth. And they hang in there. And Jim Lytle throws out Dick McGullis. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And the batter is Jim Northrup. A chance went to second, so the tying run is still on at second base, and it's not over yet. What a throw by Lytle. And the pitch, high ball one. Lytle has got a great arm, we'll say that right now. Just the throws we've seen him make this year for the Yankees. One ball and no strike. McDaniel goes to the belt. And the pitch, swing and a miss. That ball in the dirt, and Northrop went for it. One ball and one strike. Gibbon has come on to pitch for Pittsburgh in the ninth inning. They lead the Mets two to one. Here at seven to six, the Yankees. McDaniel to the belt. The one-one pitch, high, and it's two and one. Two balls and one strike. Two and one, the count. Tying run on second for the Tigers with two outs in the ninth. Two balls, one strike on the batter Northrop. McDaniel to the belt, looks back at Cash. The pitch, Northrop swings, foul ball, out of play. Two and two. Tigers led all the way and the Yankees got five in the top of the ninth. They lead seven to six. And we've seen Jim Lytle Throw out Dick McGullough at home plate for the second out here in the ninth inning. To the belt, McDaniel. And the pitch. Check swing it low. Ed Runge shakes his head. He did not swing. And it's three and two on Northrop. On deck is Elliot Maddox. What a ball game this has been at Tiger Stadium. It's all over at uh, Jay Stadium. Pittsburgh beat the Mets 2-1. The pitch, swing and a miss, and it's all over in Tiger Stadium. Lindy McDaniel strikes out Jim Northrup to end the ball game. Bennett McDaniel with a save, and the Yankees win a thriller by a final score of 7-6. What a win for the Yankees, and what a throw by Jim Lytle in right field. As Norm Cash came through with a pinch hit single, but Lytle... Threw out Dick McGullough at home plate. So the Yankees, five in the ninth. Good enough to win it for Mike McCormick. Seven runs, 11 hits, and one error for the Yankees. Six runs, 13 hits, and two errors for the Tigers. McCormick, the winner, is 2-0. And, and Timmerman, the loser, is 6-6. Six and six. And the save for McDaniel is 27. A great win for the Yankees. They come from behind with five in the ninth. And they beat the Tigers by a score of 7-6. Seven to six, the Yankees win it. McCormick, the winner, two and zero, and a save for Lindy McDaniel, his twenty-seven. Once again, the final score: the Yankees seven and the Tigers six. And now this is Bob Gamera speaking for Phil Rizzuto and Frank Buzzer. Our thanks to our statistician and broadcast coordinator Bill Kane, executive producer Bob Center, and our engineer Sandy Alper. Bob Gamera saying goodbye from Tiger Stadium in Detroit.
Sports Network. This Yankee baseball game has been brought to you by Atlantic Richfield and your local Atlantic dealer, home of the famous Red Ball service. Drive in when you see the Red Ball sign. It's your Atlantic dealer's way of assuring you of good service every time. This is Harry Downey bringing the Upside Downey game your way. Weekdays 10 to 3 here on the Fresh Air Sound of 8081 WGY Schenectady.